Hello everybody, welcome to a new podcast. Today is going to be a different podcast than anything I have ever done. We're going to talk about forgiveness and repentance, but I want to explain this to you, that forgiveness of God is the greatest thing that he has ever offered us, the ability to repent for our sins and the evil deeds that we have done in our past and that he's willing to overlook it through his grace. From the Old Testament, a lot of people were spiritually blind at that time. And the blind people at that time that didn't understand what the Messiah was supposed to bring was to end the enemy the enemy of Israel and the enemy of humanity was sin. And we all sin, including myself. Just as Paul stated that he isn't worthy to be an apostle, but it was by the grace of God that he became one. I'm not worthy to be a minister. But... I believe it was the grace of God that called me to do this. My heart and my soul and everything in me, from my spirit to my mind, to every fiber of my being loves God. And I hope that everybody that's listening right now understands that you need to love God as well. God isn't just a religion where you're sitting there and you're doing repetitive things on certain holidays like Christmas or Easter or you're doing rituals or traditions and stuff like that. The most important part of God and understanding him is having a relationship with God. The Bible tells us many, many things. And what the Bible explains to us tells us the word of God. What God requires, what God wants. But... There are also verses that explain things in the Bible. Such as one of the verses that you do not require sacrifice. And if I remember correctly, that was a psalm of David. And... There was other points in the Bible where Jesus would go to the religious leaders and call them hypocrites for the things that they have done and the things that they have said. 
that they close up the gates of heaven to the very Jews that they preach to. And just as Israel right now currently is going through their struggles and their trials, as well as the Palestinians in Gaza, I am praying that there will be a, an awakening to the Palestinians and to the Israelites of both areas, that they will see the light of the Lord and go through this trial and understand that they need to repent to be forgiven, period. There's many things in my life that I have done that I have sinned when I was younger. And there's many things that I have come to God with. And although I do not ever and will never feel worthy of his grace, I am blessed that he has bestowed it upon the world that we have the option to choose him. We have the option to choose because he didn't do something that was he didn't do something that we deserve. He did something we needed. When you reflect back in Genesis with Abraham and Isaac, Isaac was supposed to be sacrificed. But God was doing that to test Abraham's faith. See, a lot of people get, will pray to God for certain things, and God will give it to them. There might be a day where you're in the hospital with a loved one, and you will be praying for them to come out of a coma, and they come out, and then you forget about you going to God and praying for that moment. There might be a point in time where you might have accidentally killed somebody or you were in a war and you, you know, shot to protect yourself, but you feel guilty over it and you repent for it. And then as you're out of duty and everything and you're, you know, at home, you talk about how you want to shoot every single person that steps on your property. There's times that there's people that will say that they will help out another person and that they love them and love everybody but they act out in malice and hate instead of in love. Jesus was a very 
interesting individual because it was prophesied that he would come and it was prophesied that he'd be hated. It was prophesied of everything that happened in the New Testament. And what we have to understand is that God, through everything, everything that God did, as he spared Isaac because Abraham didn't want to give up his son that he loved, but he was willing to do it because God saw the faith and love that Abraham had for God. God was willing to sacrifice his own son for our sins in the parallel. The parallel between it is showing you that God would, is willing to give up his only begotten son that we could have everlasting life and be forgiven for our sins that we commit every single day because from the time of Genesis, from Judges, to kings, to all the other verses in the Bible, Babylonian captivities, everything that has ever happened, and even in the New Testament, people have sinned over and over and over again. From the times of the Crusades, to things that have been ordained by churches, um, from burning people alive, witches, whatever you want to call it, whether you want to look at it as they were trying to get rid of the evil and everything. There's a difference between God's command, commandment to kill something that's evil and people commanding uh, to kill something evil. We are not worthy of explaining what God's law is. We're not worthy of taking God's law and applying it to a person when it's under God's will to do that. And by this, before anybody contradicts what I'm saying, I'm talking about the Canaanites. God wanted them eradicated because of how sinful they were. Now, if God told some prophet, you know, or the Pope, for example, to start the Crusades and go kill all these people, then that would be one thing. But there's a reason why in the Bible it says we must obey God rather than men. And when we obey men rather than God, we are led into sinful natures and we're led into deception. We're led into the wrongness of the world. The biggest concept that I had to learn is that perfection doesn't come to us until after God takes us. And what I've come to learn is that there are some people in this world that have had much harder lives than I've had. There's some people that bear burdens that I don't know how they can even bear them. Like one of my really good friends accidentally killed his own brother. 
not out of jealousy or hate like Cain and Abel, but because of an accident. And he found God, and he is one of the most faithful on fire for God people I know, and I love that guy dearly. He is a really good brother to me in Christ. Another one that I know that is a school teacher that even though through secular schools he's not allowed to be handing out Bibles and preaching about God, he does anyway. And the ones that are listening to this, no, I'm not going to tell you his name and I'm not going to tell you where he's located because the ones that are listening, I don't want anybody to make him lose his job or to rat him out. But what I will say is that what he's doing for these children in the school is a blessing. He could be caught and lose his job but he does it because he knows it's the will of God to lead the children to him even Jesus said do not let you know do not hinder the children from him do not let the little ones fall and right now at that age the little ones the kids whether they're in elementary school, middle school, or high school, they're under the influence of Satan. The biggest influences of Satan, because everything in this world has enacted sinful ways. And the sinful ways that have been enacted through our media, through our movies, through our internet, through our video games, through our culture through everything that we have ever known, including our foods, and I'm not talking about pork, I'm talking about certain foods that are shaped in ways that are not applicable to a biblical nature. What I'm trying to explain is all these little things are leading people down sinful paths. And everybody goes down these sinful paths. And sin is an addiction. Whether it's drinking alcohol to the point you like to be drunk every night. Whether it's eating to the point where you just can't stop eating. Whether it's overeating or trying to... indulge yourself or escape yourself in social media and get depressed or get upset whether it's you hating a friend or an enemy because of something that they have done or said against you because you want to fight people because you want to cause violence because of the violence on television because of anything that is happening in this world the sinful natures of this world are slowly etching us etching into our brains and slowly ripping apart 
the humanity and innocence that are in the children and in the very fabric of humanity. Right now, we are not looking at a world of love and acceptance. We're looking at what love and acceptance, um, people that believe love and acceptance, but enact it in hatred and malice because they don't believe God is love and God is accepting of things. And there's certain things that he doesn't accept. The things he doesn't accept is because these are things that lead to sinful natures. And the sinful natures become addictions. And those habitual sinful natures that are the addictions will become to demoralizations. And the demoralizations will become part of the very fabric of our existence, of our culture, and our government unfortunately will condone these demoralizations as moral obligations to the societies that we live in i speak this not because i'm upset with the world i'm pretty sure majority of christians are upset with what the world is becoming I'm speaking of this because everyone listening to this that has something that is weighing on their heart and weighing on their mind and weighing on their spirit, I need you to all surrender yourself to God right now. Get on your knees and pray and tell them and repent in Jesus' name. Go to Jesus and pray. Say, I am sorry, I am a sinner, and I need you to forgive me for these sins that I have committed, for everything I have done. King David stated that he sinned more than the hairs on his head, and Jesus said that he, that, not he, but Jesus said that you should forgive somebody not seven times, but 77 times, or 70 times seven. The whole point of what I'm trying to explain is the forgiveness that we have is through the Messiah, because he died for the sins, and as he died, he came back to show that there will be life after death, that we will be able to win, and we will be able to go to heaven to be with God. But you need to know what God is and who God is and why he loves you and why he created you and what your purpose is. Because the origin of this world, the very basis of creation was to honor God and love God, and have a relationship with Him. And from the very basis of the words of the prophets, as Jesus stated, to love one another as I have loved you, is the very basis that falls on all the prophets. This is the same basis that you need to, that you need to accept and do, whether they're people that you do not like, 
or there's people that you disagree with, whether there's disagreements or arguments or anything, you need to come and go into forgiveness, into repentance, and humble yourself before the Lord. To be humble and to be repentant are the two sandals on the feet that you need to walk to be righteous with God because there is no righteous in the human body. Our righteousness is gone because we are all sinners. But with forgiveness and repentance as our sandals, we can walk down a path to God and explain to Him the only thing that makes me worthy are on my feet because these are what you gave me. The ability to repent so you could forgive me. And I know this is probably one of the worst parables you've ever heard. But thus the point is that I am not Jesus. I cannot make amazing parables. I am a sinner just like everyone listening to this. None of you are perfect and neither am I. And I want every single one of you to understand that it is God's will for you to repent for your sins so you can be forgiven and for you to step away from those sins that you've committed and move ahead in your life. If you're an addict of anything, drugs, alcohol, um, the internet, video games, um, explicit websites, anything that you are addicted to, you repent and you find a way to get it out of your life. You either abstain from it or you get rid of it. I'm going to give you another part is when Jesus said, if you lust, it's better to pluck out your eye. A lot of people say this, and they're like, well, who would pluck out their eye? And everybody looks at it as a metaphorical thing. And it is metaphorical. You're not going to want to pluck out your eye just because you look at somebody attractive. But the point, what I'm trying to make, is that there's something in your life that is causing you to sin, that's causing you to be an addict of any sort. You can remove that addiction from your life. And when you remove that addiction to your life, you can become closer to God. And when you become closer to God, then everything in your life will fall into a better place. So I pray for each and every one of you that you will each take this prayer and get on your hands and knees and pray to God about the sins you've committed and tell them that you're ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that he died for you. And three days later, he rose up and forgave your sins and that you're willing to serve your life 
for him and for God. And from this day forward, you want to be a servant for the Lord. I want you to say your own sinner's prayer. Not just the one that you have to recite um, from a typical Presbyterian, Baptist, Pentecostal church. But make it your own. Make your own sins, your own forgiveness, through your own repentance. Admit what you've done wrong. Repent for them. And let God forgive you and enter your heart with the Holy Spirit so you can move forward in your life. And you won't ever have to worry. Because at the end of the age, he's going to wipe every tear and cure all the pain that we have. And everything that we have ever suffered from, everything that we have ever been hurt with, everything that we just don't have in our life, we will never need anymore because we will have God and we will live in his kingdom with him. And that is the purpose of life. I want to thank everybody listening. For the people that do follow me and listen, I really appreciate it. And you can keep following me and spread my messages and my podcasts to other people. I would love to help more people out. If you have any questions or concerns, you can email me at ministermartyr at gmail.com. I know there's times where I'm kind of off and on with the podcast, and I apologize. I should do it more often, and I'll try to be more active in it going forward. I've always been trying to, try to be honest with you of the reasons why I've been taking little hiatuses from it because of either back pain or me being sick, but it's no excuse God's work must be done, and I shouldn't make the excuse to not do his work. So I bless all of you, and I pray for all of you. Whether you're agnostic, atheist, pagan, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, or any other religion that I don't believe in, except for Christianity... I do believe in Christianity is what I'm trying to say. And if you're in any other religion and stuff, I pray that with this message you will ex learn and accept that Jesus Christ has died. There's for your for you for your sins so you can be forgiven and be given to and be granted eternal life in a perfect paradise don't wait before it's too late when the end is near 
and the return comes. You don't want to be on the wrong side. God bless you all. And I pray that all of you have a blessed week and weekend. And thank you all for listening. God bless you. Amen.